Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. There's a new book, and uh, the title is Canada in Question, Exploring Our Citizenship in the 21st Century. Here's a quote from the book. There are growing forces that are changing, perhaps diminishing our sense of what it means to be Canadian. All right. Let's talk to uh, to our guest and the author of the book. Peter McKinnon is the author of Canada in Question, Exploring Our Citizenship in the 21st Century. He's President Emeritus of the University of Saskatchewan, also an officer of the Order of Canada. Professor McKinnon, thank you very much. How are you, sir? I am well, Roy. Thank you very much. How's our country? That is a great question. Uh, I wrote the book that you have uh, described so well because of the growing concerns that I have about our country and, uh, and the future. Um, it seemed to me that there are centrifugal forces acting upon our citizenship uh, and that they uh, undermine our sense of what it means to be Canadian. Let me give you just one uh, example less than two years ago on Canada Day. The Halifax Chronicle Herald apologized for the Canadian flag and for the country over which it flies. Uh, we know that uh, we live in an era in which a lot of apologies are offered for a lot of things. And this was the latest in a long line of apologies at the time. But more surprising than most, I think, because it came on a day when a majority of Canadians appreciate their good fortune to live in this country. So... I, I think there are uh, substantial issues that are at work in our country that uh, that do uh, require us to reflect upon what it means to be Canadian um, in 2022. Yeah, I remember that story somewhat. Was the apology because they had printed the Canadian flag? What was the apology about, Professor McKinnon? Well, it was, you know, if you apologize or the flag, uh, you're apologizing, um, and I took the apology as being for uh, some of the uh, activities, behaviors um, that they associated with the uh, with the country. If you're apologizing for the flag, you of course are by definition apologizing for the country over which it flies, mm -hmm. and it was uh, you know just simply uh, a statement. Uh, that perhaps Canadians had more to apologize for than to be proud of. Well, that's just not so. I mean, I can give you a subjective point of view. I came here as a 13-year-old. I was privileged to become a member of the Canadian family. Um, I'm a proud Canadian citizen, multi-decade, became a Canadian citizen as soon as I could. I was in the Royal Canadian Naval Reserve, felt it was significant for me to contribute in some way. Um, and, and, I, and I look at this country and I look at my citizenship with absolute pride because we have led in many areas. We've led in many areas in the world in the way we comport ourselves. Now, in, in the introduction of Canada in Question, you write about your experiences with citizenship and Canada. You write about pride, disappointment, concerns, all part of the picture, but most of us may think of citizenship being represented by a passport 
which we may or may not know, Professor McKinnon, whether it's valid or not, we may not even know. What is, here's what I'm getting at. What is citizenship, really? When we're Canadian citizens and we have this incredible privilege to be members of the Canadian family, how should we see our citizenship? Well, I think, Roy, you've you've put it very, very well in describing some of your own experience. Um, Citizenship is... uh, is a sense of attachment of a country and a sense, I think, of positive attachment to the country. It, it is, by definition, a social concept. Uh, it's impossible to think about citizenship uh, apart from a collective. And so one of the most important questions that I think uh, underlies any discussion of citizenship is how does the Canadian population actually feel about the fact that they're Canadian uh, and again, there may be some, there are no doubt are some, perhaps um, more than just some, who really don't have too much of a sense of attachment to the country at all. They're there for the passport or for whatever of the benefits of the country fall their way. But citizenship is, is fundamentally a sense of uh, attachment, a belief that the country is a positive uh, force in their lives and in the world. And um, without that sense of attachment, it's fair to ask whether you have a sense of citizenship at all. Okay, so why do we need to talk about citizenship in 2022? And let me expand on that a little bit. Uh, I may want to talk about citizenship from a different perspective than my fellow Canadians. I lived that experience when I left Ontario to live in Quebec in 2007 and remained in Quebec for the next nine years. Now, while Quebec has twice voted to remain within Confederation, you may find a Quebecer's view of Canadian citizenship differs quite a bit from that of a Canadian from another province. So keeping that in mind as a sidebar, not insignificant sidebar, why are we talking about Canadian citizenship in 2022? Well, I think think the sidebar you point to is excellent. There's always been... Uh, an interesting tension in the relationship between Quebec and the rest of the country. And, of course, two referenda uh, have taken place, uh, the second one far closer than the first, and uh, troubling for that reason. But um, it's not just uh, the Quebec-rest uh, of Canada relationship. Uh, there are a number of other features of our, as you say, 2022 lives that point to the issues. And I think we, we begin a bit with identity politics. That is a kind of a sense of belonging more to particular groups that may be defined by um, sex, race, sexual orientation, disability status, those kinds of things. So we have identity politics. Uh, We have, I think, significant numbers of our population that kind of resort to the social media uh, in the context of uh, identities. And their uh, greater interest is in talking to one another and turning away from those from whom they disagree. Uh, We could argue uh, that um, one of our great values, and I think a positive one it is too, multiculturalism. We could argue that it is evolving towards multinationalism. And um, then you have the rise of populism, the sense which is an underlying populism, and there's populism of the right, populism of the left, but underlying it is a sense of we versus them between uh, so-called elites and the rest of the population that features a highly rhetorical um, 
denunciatory style, which I think undermines um, citizenship. And uh, along with that, what I consider to be the decline of Enlightenment values, the, the slipping away from the idea that that reason is uh, fundamentally important and has to be kind of the driving force about the way in which we approach issues. Okay. Um, take a break. I think that's there. A... And there are all kinds of other things. We have a prime minister who told the New York Times six days after taking office that Canada is the world's first post-national state and there's no Canadian identity. How does that fit into the Canada is in question position? Well, first of all, I think that the Prime Minister was uh, wrong when he made that observation. But but uh, more importantly, that observation reminded me of a very charismatic Quebec politician, Lucien Bouchard, who fought the 1995 referendum in Quebec. You may remember in favor of the separation side. And uh, he went around saying Canada is not a real country. Canada is not a real country. We want to be a real country, our own real country. That was his key and central theme. And I was reminded of that with the Prime Minister's remark. I think, by the way, if I may add to that, that uh, this is the Prime Minister who shockingly, and I use that word uh, carefully, shockingly condemned the parliament he leads as founded upon colonialism or discrimination or systemic racism. No mention here of the evolution of democracy in the Westminster tradition over hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. Very simplistically, the parliament he leads founded upon colonialism, discrimination, or systemic action. I think that's a a dreadful uh, comment, by the way, by the prime minister of the country. Um, You know, there's more compelling assessment of our institutions from the University of Moncton's Donald Savoie, who talks about a decline in the role of the House of Commons, a cabinet that is the focus group for the prime minister rather than a decision-making body, a Senate that we all know has a historical and continuing legitimacy crisis. Um, these, are, these, are the fa- these are the frailties and weaknesses of our institutions, not uh, they're being founded upon a legacy of colonialism, discrimination, or systemic racism. No, and if we don't teach Canadian history to the young, and I mean Canadian history, all of it, to the young, when a statement like that is made by, whether it's Justin Trudeau, in the case it was, or someone else, if you don't have the grounding in the Canadian history, you, how do you respond? Um, well, if you turn away, walk away, you not pay attention, maybe that's the, uh, that's the most simple way to deal with it. It's not the most effective, but it's the most simple. But it's, it, it, to, to not teach where we have come from is, again, I'm going to, I don't know if you agree with this or not. If we don't know where we came from, you know how the rest of it goes. We don't know where we're going. Uh, absolutely. And I think you point to a very, very serious issue. And it's been documented time and time again that Canadians don't know very much about their history, not nearly as much as they need to know in order to critically evaluate some of the pronouncements that are made, some of the uh, statements that are made. So, yeah, um, we need to do more and we need to do better in ensuring that Canadians understand their, their history so that they can critically evaluate the kinds of things they hear. You earlier in our conversation referenced polarization. Couldn't be more true. Left versus right has become more strident than ever. And there's the growth of populism in Canada. And it's no longer a case of, um, let me back up, facts. It's a case of let me defend 
my facts. So uh, Professor McKinnon, left versus right, growth of populism in Canada. Where does, where does this fit into the equation? Where does this fit into, uh, into your book? Well, I, I think, uh, again, the us versus them stuff is, uh, is, is very pronounced in our culture today. Uh, you know, when we ask the question, what, where, where can the center hold or can the center hold? It's becoming increasingly uh, difficult to answer that question. I think one of the problems, Roy, is, uh, and you, 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 hear, you hear it colloquially, people talk about different ways of knowing. There's, and there's my way of knowing, there's your way of knowing. Uh, look, uh, when you look at the world that way, and that there are simply many different ways of knowing, then uh, what's the better way? Uh, you have your way of knowing, I have mine. You have your truth, I have mine. Not very much to talk about in that uh, world. Instead of saying, look, we have our views, and we we put all of the views into, if you like, uh, um, a, a reference point and ask, you know, what's the better view? What's the stronger view? What's the more compelling view? You don't get there if it's just you have your way of knowing. I have mine. You have your truth. I have mine. Nothing much to talk about there. No, I mean, I see the emails. You're wrong. I'm right. End of story. And 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 facts be damned. It's just I'm wrong. You're right, or you're wrong and I'm right. Facts be damned. Uh, we have we have just a minute left, literally, Professor McKinnon. Let me take the second part of the title of your book, Exploring Our Citizenship in the 21st Century. What do we need to do? Well, I think we need to uh, um, approach uh, the issues that I've described, some of them I've described. I think we need to approach them with a view to reform, to a determination to change. Our institutions need to be reformed. Uh, Donald Savoie has made the compelling case for that. Uh, not our prime minister, by the way, Donald Savoy. We need to address the east-west divide in the country. Richard Sciant, the University of Moncton, talks about an east-west divide, and his book is called A Tale of Two Countries, and the Ottawa River is the dividing point. We need to look at that. Why is that the case? So we need to approach the issues in a spirit of reform, not just describing them. If you want to hear more, Subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.